Yeah, so on on the SaaS side, and, and this COVID thing is actually for us just perfect. I hate to say this because it's, it's stable for a lot of people, but for us it's just perfect because it pushes us and it pushes our customer more towards SaaS anyway. Uh, so I think we're going to be hitting 12 to 13 million, so more than 100% growth in, in, in AR. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Pierre Matrailer. He joined SpotMe in 2001 as a software engineer. In 2004, after a research position on the distributed algorithms at NTT Japan, he returned to SpotMe and led the pivot from proprietary hardware to SaaS, with SpotMe becoming the leading peer play event engagement platform. Pierre is a graduate from INSEAD and the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. Pierre, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Like- you bet. Thanks for coming on. So the obvious question is anyone that sells into the events world is going through a lot of change right now. What is SpotMe selling right now and how have you been impacted by COVID? Yeah, so we are a what most people would call us and they would think of a WordPress for events, right? So we are an end-to-end platform for launching, managing, running your events. And of course, it happens today that most of these events are actually online, Right. So we provide all the tools to create a website, a mobile app, a social network, a live stream and a community. And you can do this in few clicks and without having to code. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what you're saying is, yeah, of course, COVID, huge change. And a lot of people in the industry were focused on in person. They were doing a lot of stuff on reg on checking people in and payments and none of these things happen right and all the focus now is on engaging online is on streaming and that's actually something we had we had a product before because one of our clients actually asked asked us a few years ago and so we were quite ready to pivot extremely quickly uh so yeah business was pretty tough uh, the first uh, two months from uh, march to uh, to um, i think may uh, and and starting uh, june we went up very very strong about how much monthly recurring revenue did you guys lose between March and May? That's it's a great question. I think we're still trying to figure this out. We had about 900 uh, cases with customers who were trying to, you know, uh, pull back their, their contracts. Uh, but we do think overall we're going to lose between three to four months of, uh, of of recurring revenue. And and here we're talking potentially a lot of churn, like because some people immediately went to some other providers. Um 
And there's also a big potential now to win those clients back. Uh, so still a question mark, but, but overall going very strong. What does that mean, losing three to four months of revenue? Can you quantify that in dollars? Yeah, so um, last year we had our, our top line revenue last year was tw- about $22 million. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and one of the things we did last year, and in that you we are counting about six million uh, ARR. Right. And so we were in the process of transforming that 22 million into ARR because the year prior we had zero. Right. 2018. 2018, you had no revenue. We had we had no recurring revenue. Oh, right? okay, and, okay. We, and we transformed that into into ARR. Okay, uh, so three to I mean three months that will be you know that will be something like two, uh, two million a month. So probably about six to six to seven million. Okay, got it. So you think you'll lose between six and seven million in sort of contracts that you had a combination of recurring plus sort of setup fees from canceled events. Correct, correct. Plus plus services and upsells that didn't that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fascinating story. I love stories where it's sort of a consulting setup business that is sort of slowly transforming to SaaS because just SaaS is better from a valuation perspective, et cetera, planning perspective. So this year, where do you think you'll finish? Like what's your just pure run rate today on the SaaS side? Yeah. So on, on the SaaS side and, and this COVID thing is actually for us just perfect. I hate to say this because it's, it's stable for a lot of people, but for us, it's just perfect because it pushes us and it pushes our customer more towards tasks anyway. Uh, so I think we're going to be hitting 12 to 30 million. So more than hundred percent growth in, in, in AR. Okay. And what are you at right now? Like last month, what was monthly recurring revenue? Yeah, it was about 9.5. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, that's not bad. So you're still up from 6 million last year, even with COVID. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Will overall revenue in 2020 take a hit because you won't have so much of the setup fees and all that? Yeah. 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 Well, okay. well we, we, we don't know yet, right? Because the, the business is going like very strong. We required, I think, about 100 new customers from, from May till like September. And and now we're going probably 100 just for the last quarter, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so probably, you know, anywhere between 16 to 20, 16 to 20 million is probably where we land on top line. This year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but what's nice about that is you'll have you'll go from being, you know, about 30 percent true SaaS revenue to almost 65, 70 percent true SaaS, which while it stinks that your top line revenue declines, it, you're now more pure price SaaS. That's right. The, the only the, the flip side, though, is that we are we, we're not bootstrap business. We did get investment in the early years, like 20 years ago when we were a hardware business and it was a single digit investment mm-hmm. uh, but since then we've been purely from cash flow and, and debt and bank debt right yeah. so we've got to manage cash flow very carefully if you lose you know four to six million revenue uh, that's not a small that's not a small hole and uh, if one thing you know history did teach me here is that if you manage the company a little bit like a household um, it, it works right and and you know things like COVID can happen and you can still you know, pivot the business and, and still have a bit of a of a safety net to to grow. Now, something someone listening right now might be going, "Oh, this is great." You know, Pierre seems cool and hip, but you guys are an old company. When was the company launched? So the company was actually founded in two thousand. I'm not even the founder. I'm a, I'm a joiner. I joined a few months after the company was founded. Uh, and uh, there's actually none of the original founders on on the company anymore. They're still invested. Some of them. Uh, but the company is completely changed in 2012 into 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 software, uh, and then later on into SaaS. Yeah, 
And when, so, so there's debt and equity involved. Did, has there been an equity raise that happened while you've been at the company? Yeah, we, we did a, a really, really small round with uh, actually equity and debt were actually tied together uh, because the way it works with banks is that if, you know, if you do raise some equity, you can then leverage some debt after that. Uh, so we did that at the moment to change from hardware to software because that was a, a pretty big investment, right? We had to rewrite the software from scratch. What year and was so, that, Pierre? Uh, 2011, 2012. We launched 2012. Okay, got it. So 2012 is when you took the equity plus debt deal. And about how much did you take? Oh, very, very little by U.S. standard. Okay, got it. Something like two, three, four million. Uh, yeah. Okay, You're, you you yeah, seem shy. The, of, you seem shy I, about that. Well, we have we have a culture of secrecy in my home country ah. in Switzerland. So, uh, <laughs> but but that's 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 about that's about that that's about that, right? Okay, fair enough. So, so I mean, it, I would say it's still pretty impressive that the company has only really raised, call it two million or so, to go from where you were to where you're at now. Very capital efficient. So we went 2012. We had a four million business uh, to went to 22 and and 20 actually 19, and all of this was with, with a 20 15 to 20 percent you know EBITDA margin. So yep. being very cash flow effect, efficient, that that's great. Um, it doesn't allow you to make some big, bold moves. Um, but the big thing is that if you have a history of being, you know, cash, cash flow efficient, when you go and talk to banks, you know, that's a really, really easy discussion. Yep. It's almost like a credit score kind of, right? You have a lot of history to point to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's great. Now, are you still today uh, about 15 to 20% EBITDA margin? You'll think you'll do that in 2020? Now, with, with losing <laughs> four, four, six million, uh, no. And plus, we're yeah. investing crazy. So this year we'll take a big, a big, a big dip in, mm-hmm. in, in cash flow. We are just now, I was just talking to my CFO, we are anticipating to be break-even um, next month, back to break-even next month. Oh, that's uh, pretty close, Pierre. So, I mean, you're only burning, you're only burning like net burn then, like call it 100 grand, 200 grand a month right now. Yeah, we, we are going to be going, I mean, this month we'll be booking about north of 2 million. Yeah. Uh, and most of this is collected up front. So you know, that's uh, that's a solid cash flow. Yep, 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 yep. So, okay, got it. So you see a clear path on a cash flow. I mean, you're going to be cash flow positive this month on a cash basis. Absolutely. Yeah, now if you divide the 2 million collected up front by 12, you might need another month or two to get to true break even on an MRR basis. Which, you know, we have, we have, we have a high on full cash flow positive for, you know, 20, 2021. And even there, uh, because now the beauty of this new COVID situation is that it's very clear how you can acquire like a ton of new customers, right? And we've established a clear CAC. And, and Wait, so tell us about that. Matter, yeah, so it's, it's very simple. The, we have two products. There's one platform, but it's packaged into two offerings. One is one-offs for people who are not quite sure yet if they really want to go online and virtual events. And the other one is, and, and the one-off actually includes uh, some basic level of services, which means if you don't want to play your shows, run your shows like you do, and, you know, we've got someone who's going to help you. And so, and the average ticket price on this is about 17000 mm-hmm. right? And then we've got the enterprise offering, which is full recurring. And that, I think, is about 50000 in average. Uh, I think it starts at twenty five and it ends like high. Um, and so the combination of that is, I think, 24000 is, is is the average, uh, is the ACV that, that, that we're shooting for this year, right? CAC is very clear now at 11000 Mm-hmm. Right. So I think five, five, six months payback. So, yep. so here that's 
you know, we've, we've just established that. It's been stable now for two months. And now we're going full on with, you know, new customer acquisition. That's great. And what's the team size today? How many people? It's about 100 people. We had to go to a downsize. We were about 140 uh, pre-COVID. We had to go to a downsize and about 100 people now. How many engineers? Uh, I think 26. 26. And how many of the 100 total employees carry a quota? 15. One five. Interesting. How do you set quota? Uh, we just did today, so I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure <laughs> I want to answer that question. Uh, we used to have like a super scientific way of setting quota. Like uh, you know, we, we got account executive just for uh, a quick new customer acquisition, uh, and that's just a function of like how many outbound you're supposed to do and what's the inbound rate and conversion, etc. So we show them that's the number you get. And um, but for uh, we and we also have account managers who are managing existing accounts and expansion, doing expansion with those accounts, and that is. A little bit more of a question mark. Um, we've actually simplified this because we see huge traction. We've just divided by what we think is the booking goal. And uh, that's what we said as, as quota. So Do you pretty, give your CSMs and account managers a quota? Of course, everyone has got a quota. So they have an expansion quota? Yes. Yeah, that's super interesting. And do you generally, like whether it's an AE or an AM, what's the, I won't dig deeper here because it's obviously getting a little personal, but what do you generally set the full on target earnings to quota ratio? Is it sort of a five to one ratio or something different? Uh, it's pretty, uh, just trying to think for AEs, it's, it's a little, for AEs, it's a little smaller. I think it's about annual, right? It'd be about yep. Five, it'd be about six, six plus, six plus. Six yeah. X. So just to be clear, X, yeah, if someone yeah. makes, if an AE hits their quota and they make a hundred thousand per year, or let's say 200,000 per year, the quota they hit is six times that about 1.2 million, a new AR that they brought in. Well, um, I, I do expect AEs to do about 1.2 million a year now. Oh, oh I, got, I guessed right. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can also guess how much they make, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, well, this is great. Um, I, I mean, I just, I love the fact that you sort of done this and you've gone through obviously COVID, which is really, really tricky. How many customers now today are paying for the SaaS product? Well, so everyone is 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 paying first. We don't have a free we don't have a free version. So we had about two. We had a base of two hundred and fifty customers uh, from from twenty nineteen. It's totally unclear how many have actually churned and how many are still on the way on their way back. But let's bank for fifty percent churn. We've acquired one hundred and sixty customers since now since the beginning of the of COVID since since April, and we're on track for probably hundred plus more till the end of the year. So you've got 250 from last year, 50% churn. So you're down to 125, but then you added another hundred since so, be, so you're about, about flat. It's going to be about, well, probably plus, probably net okay. plus 300. Uh, okay. Average customer, I mean, the, the a customer ACV was super high, you know, 22 million uh, uh, with 20, 250 customers. That's, that's about yep. I think 80,000 80, plus, right? Yep. So it's not going to be that high. Uh, but but we're increasing the number of customers, and that's great because one thing we know how to do well is is expansion. Yep. So what what actually can you break that down for me? I mean, what does your expansion revenue annually look like on the historical cohorts on a percentage basis? Yeah. So we had. Um, I need to rethink this. So so historically we had I think 105, 110, 105, 110 net retention, right? And I think we had about 10 percent 10 percent churn. The industry is usually on 20%. I think everyone who's come on this show has said 20% churn, right? Uh, but but we, we're more on 10. We're more on 10. And uh, I think that gives you a, a 15 uh, or so uh, expansion. If yeah, I, 15, 15 to 20%. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff, Pierre. This is great. So, so any, I mean, it's interesting to me that you just said you just had a chat with your CFO and you're looking at being profitable next month because if you use COVID like an opportunity for you, you want to be investing a ton right now because there's so much change happening in the advanced world. You want to be on a customer acquisition spree, you know, maybe burning cash even to drive growth. Why the yep. focus on profitability right now? Well, um, look, maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. Uh, but, but you know, one, one thing that I've learned is if, if you can't see, I mean, even if I invest like right now, which we're investing a ton, right? We've just decided yep. two weeks ago we're going to, you know, 50% more on customer acquisition budget, right? And so if I see those returns, and I should be able to, able to see those returns in, you know, a month, right? Because it's very short and the, 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 the sales cycles are like super short right now. Um, I think the acceleration can be fast. And I don't think we need to dig a big hole in, in, in cash flow for doing so. I don't think it's, I don't think it's healthy anyway. Yeah. What are you most concerned about right now? Hey, great question. So um, we the, the, the one number I'm looking at is how many customers I'm talking to who are using our platform just as a plug because of COVID and how many are actually going to invest long term into online events, right? Of course, every guru is going to say, hey, digital sales is the future. And I believe so, right? Our target customer is like enterprise, more than 1,000 you know, employees, and they are very traditional and quite conservative. And a lot of them are talking of like going back in person. And we've burned our ships, right? We're not coming back to that. We, we can do hybrid. Um, but what I'm really interested in is making sure that every, every customer who is joining now is going to be like fascinated by keeping their events online in the future. And that ratio, like how many just do this as a band aid versus how many like invest long term? That's the big, the big question. Pierre, on that note, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, great question. Cr crossing the chasm. Yeah, that's a good one. Number two, Jeffrey Moore. Uh, number two, is our CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, it'd be David Cancel from, uh, from Drift. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? A very boring Salesforce. Uh, <laughs> number been a very early customer from 2002. So yeah, yeah. Number four, Pierre. How many hours of CP in every night? Uh, five, uh, but working on on getting a little bit more. Fair enough. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? So married and expecting our first one um, oh, in December. Oh, congratulations! What an exciting time Thank for you. you. How and Great. how old are you? I'm 41. 41. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, yeah, great. Uh, I think, um, you know, I thought it was very important to be super clever, but I think it's, I've learned that it's more important to be kind and then, you know, clever a little bit later. Guys, spot me serving the event industry. They were founded in 2000. They hit $4 million in revenue in 2012, but that was pure sort of setup fees and things. They started the pivot to true SaaS in 2018, 2019 with a major pivot with Pierre coming in. They did 6 million in true ARR in 2019 on 22 million in total revenue. This year we'll do 9.5 million in true SaaS revenue on call it 16 to 20 million top line. They've got 300 ish customers paying on average $2,000 per month. Uh, they are burning right now, but very close to cash flow profitable. They've raised very little amount of capital to build this team over time. 100 people on the team right now, 26 engineers, 15 folks carrying quota, and 110% net revenue retention, which is impressive for a company that sells to event organizers in a period like we're in right now. Pierre, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.